You know what I wanted to ask you? Because I don't know. Well, sure. uh, are you a local? Are you local from around here? Oh yeah, totally. Where are you? Where did you like? Where did you go to high school? Uh Brandywine, Brandywine High School. Oh, nice Bulldogs. Yeah, I think Tanser went to Brandywine. First, yeah, he, first yeah. two shows to Brandywine. Oh well, I mean, you know, it was a when I was going there it was the uh, the biggest uh, high school in the state, so not too surprising. Yeah, when when was that? Oh Jesus, I graduated in '04, so like, it, oh, you're a young guy. Very well, good. Doesn't feel doesn't feel like it. Well, it's not 1904, is it? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. Cool. So we're back. Uh, we're doing this again for everybody. This is our uh, this is our second go. I don't know what order we're going to release them in, uh, but I have Joshua W. Mr. Whitaker mm-hmm. here in the bunker, and we're just going to bullshit for a little while and talk about politics. And I'll probably make fun of the as many people as I possibly can, and I'll curse a lot. And he may or may not. We don't know yet. Oh fuck yeah, I'm definitely going to curse. Okay, there's going to be a lot of cursing. See, Tanzer doesn't curse because he not because he's afraid to because he's used to talking to Al Masetti on the radio. And he couldn't curse. So, like, he'll say, like, bleeping and effing. <laughs> and then I'll tell somebody to, like, choke on my scrote. And he's like, oh, I guess I could just say whatever I want. I mean, he, he does it on the blog, too, which is... <laughs> it is funny. I don't... I don't it's just, that's, just, that's just him. I mean, I don't, I don't judge him for it, but is it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's... That's something, like, my, my grandmother would do. And not to compare him to my grandmother. I mean, I, I don't know your grandmother, but I... I I would guess that the that the comparison could be apt. I don't know. Poor Steve. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. You're not here to defend yourself. Yeah, well, that's why I didn't want to make the comparison. Yeah. So what got you into just the, the interest in, in politi- local politics from, from Brandywine? What, um, how did you get into it? Well, I was always uh, interested in politics. Uh, this is delving into my like deep, dark history. Um, I mean, you can... You don't have to do all that. No, no, no. I mean, it's fine. It's just like there's going to be like some revelations that you know you're not going to be happy with. Well, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> there's 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 shit I've done I'm not too happy with. So yeah, fair I, enough. So but uh, my uh, my dad was always a big into politics, and he would take me and my uh, my brothers and sisters uh, into the you know the the voting booth and have us pull the lever and shit like that. And it's just he was like big into it he would watch all the news programs and i would be there watching it with him so like that started me on the path uh i remember my first big election was the uh the the dole uh the clinton dole election in uh 96 i made a pro uh bob dole yard sign by hand that I could put out because my dad, big Republican. Um, all right. I'll, you know what? We're all <laughs> friends here. We are. I mean, like, I have I've definitely moved on beyond my uh, Bob Dole years. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're fine now. <laughs> you're good. Um, so I... Uh, well, I'll tell you what was funny. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, just to make you feel better. Okay. So Dole Clinton... Mm-hmm. 
Now Clinton beat Dolph. That was his first. No, no, he beat George W. George H. W. Bush. Yeah, that was first. okay. The, the I couldn't remember. Because yeah. well, I'll, you know what? I'll tell you my embarrassing story anyway. So the first the first election uh, presidential election I voted in <coughs> was George H. W. Bush mm. uh, and Clinton, and I voted for Ross Perot. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a oh. Perot guy. Now again, I was I had turned 18 uh, the beginning of September, and then voted you know, two months later. So. Mm-hmm. People hope don't hold it against me. Oh, well, I mean, like, anyone under the age of, like, 24, like, I kind of just, like, wash away your sins. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Like, as long as you find the path to righteousness, like, eventually, like, it's, you know, it's fine. I'm not not one to judge. Um, uh, Basically, that was pretty much it. Like, I was focused on, like federal politics like national stuff because that's i mean frankly uh there's not a lot of you know information coming out of like if you want information on the local stuff you have to like really go looking for it yeah uh so you know national stuff was there ready for me to consume without much effort um until like around like 2010 2011 when i kind of stumbled on Delaware liberal uh, and I kind of like went in and out it was never my like my forte so to speak it was never my like main focus uh, and then around 2016 are, are, are we just going into my like whole career up to this point or just my interest <laughs> whatever you want to talk about okay man, you can do whatever you want okay because I don't want I don't want to I don't want to bore you with my whole spiel. no man that's it's, I mean it's you can do whatever you want. Okay. Like I said, if it's boring, we'll cut it out. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, so around 2016, um, Brian Townsend decided to run for Congress. Uh, I had been following him on Delaware Liberal for a while, uh, and I decided, you know, I'm gonna go. You know, I would. I donated some money to him, like 25 bucks, not a ton, but there was an option to. Uh, to volunteer and I decided like as a lark I would just like click on that button maybe go for like a couple of days and you know see how it goes right on uh I did that I got a call from his Brandywine not I not a call an email from his Brandywine uh field organizer and uh she invited me in just said hey like come on in we'll like get you out on the doors I did it I thought Going in once, I thought, you know, I'm not probably not going to do this again. Uh, and instead, I kept doing it day after day for like the next 30 days until the primary. And uh, that was pretty much my career. I, I met a bunch of the people from Delaware United who had uh, endorsed uh, Brian Townsend. And that's how we got started there. Yeah. So it, it's funny because I. Uh, was involved with the Eugene Young campaign and Drew, mm-hmm. and then we did uh, Network Delaware. Mm-hmm. We met, you know, several of you guys, but I'm not. I wasn't sure <coughs> exactly how the Delaware United got together. Now, was it together before that? Uh, and you and you, yeah, sort of because of the Townsend thing. That's the connection. That's the connect. Uh, uh, yeah, the I'm the Johnny come lately to Delaware United. I got you. Uh, I was the one of the last people to join. Uh, for the steering committee, I like to say that I just got in under the wire. Um, they started out as um, the 
part of the Bernie Sanders campaign in Delaware. That was their like what brought most of the members together. After Bernie lost, quote unquote, uh, they uh, he said uh, you know he urged people to keep going to focus on local issues and basically that's how they got started. They basically formed a group and started uh, endorsing uh, local candidates and one of them being Brian Townsend and they just started knocking on doors for like yeah, I dig it. I, I, it's the same I mean one of the one of the reasons I started doing this mm -hmm. was hopefully trying to build some sort of solidarity within or among the, the groups, mm -hmm. network, Delaware, whatever, the blogs, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that the, the fractious nature of sort of um, an insurgency, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is makes it easily, especially in a place like this that's small, mm -hmm. makes it easily to, easily to push aside. So I think solidarity with all of these people is extremely important. Oh yeah, definitely. I hope to have uh, like because Kobe Owens is in like a youth. He runs like a, a sort of a youth action sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I hope to have him in here. Just Carrie is does her thing even on a national level. I hope to have her in here, and just so that we can start really coming together because it, we're going to drive these people left. Yeah, and, I, and it's and it's and it's important to like to sort of stay together like that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, but I wasn't I wasn't sure how long. Um, Delaware United went back, but it's funny because, like I said, the network Delaware that Drew started, uh, that I'm sort of tangentially involved with, is mm -hmm. uh, was the same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting, uh, you know, in the the Quaker meeting house after uh, Trump won, and people were like, "Well, we got to. I guess we just got to do something now." Yeah, it's like it's not. You can't just, you know, you can't just blog about it now. You got to, you have to actually. Yeah, you have to, Yeah, yeah, to. blog. That's not gonna. That's not gonna fucking cut it. Yeah. Yeah. There were like 300 at, at that kickoff. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, which again, and you know, maybe it hasn't sustained at that number, mm -hmm. but it's certainly a force. Right. You see that with, I mean, with what's happened. I mean, you, you were saying like you want to drive people left. I think it's already working. We already have much I agree. more. We have more, yeah. you know, we have a much more diverse uh, house of representatives. Uh, we have. You know, better uh, senators in there now. Tizzy Lockman. Shout out Tizzy. We love Tizzy here. We, we do love Tizzy. Um, and it's it's. I mean, it's slow going. It's not going as quickly as I would like. Uh, there's still huge problems. A lot, he, lot of uh, centrism. You know. Yeah, I mean, but I I will say this. I said this to Steve. Uh, I just finished about a, a week or two weeks ago the Chris Hedges book. And the fact of the matter is that movements like this are not built. They're not like they're not timed by an election cycle. Mm -hmm. So that's not really what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's great to see results so quickly mm -hmm. because you're right. I think the results have been great. I mean, you look just at Network Delaware. It's a it's a it's a two it's a two year old organization. And I think the impact's been pretty huge just in staking a claim that, yeah, we're here. Yeah, you know, we talk about Laura Sturgeon. Mm. You know, Drew trained Laura, mm -hmm. and she just pulled off probably maybe the biggest upset in the state this this time around. Um, yeah, probably. Maybe uh, I mean you could argue. I mean, competing simpler, like on a, at a state level, that was pretty big. I think that was I, I'm that's my vote for biggest upset because okay. she well. she got like Laura. It 
doesn't shock me too much that she won. Like, here's my, my claim to fame is that I was the first person on Laura's, Laura Sturgeon's uh, team. Word, you heard it here first. <laughs> He's claiming. He's staking claim. That, that's my claim. to. I mean, like, I wasn't, like, a good team member, but I was on her team first before anyone except her husband, who was her uh, her uh, treasurer, I believe. Yeah. I, when she, I remember when she kicked off because, uh, you know, of my association with Drew. And I was like, Are, is this going to happen? He was like, well, we're going to see. <laughs> And I and and again, I think my um, my sort of benchmark mm-hmm. was that if you could fight everywhere, or mm-hmm. at least fight in places you hadn't before, and win two or three, I thought it would be like a coup, mm. really. And that's sort of what happened. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, I mean, we enough. Enough damage was done to sort of say, "Aha, we got so we landed some big blows." Right, and then you just keep that, you know, you just keep that momentum. Well, the yeah, the the number two in the Republican number two in both houses was was taken out. Yeah, and that's sure. like that's a huge. Even if it's not like a huge wave, you know, it's only two Republicans taken out, but it's well, like uh, such a big yeah. Deal. And well, the other thing is, we talked about this on the first one too, is that the GOP in Delaware is, for all intents and purposes, dead. It's it's over. I mean, with no, with no simpler, on a, uh, yeah, on a statewide level, yeah, yeah, on a statewide level. Again, and I, we'll get into this when we talk about Don Allen because I'm extremely interested mm-hmm. in what like what you've kind of ran into and what your take on that is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean, I wonder. I had Drew in here just looking at the spot and you know talking about it, um, and we and we had a long conversation about that. Like, is there going to be places that we just can't? They're 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 just. They can't be. They can't be. T- There's nothing can be done there, right? You know, they're. Uh... See, I don't. I don't believe that. I believe that the the democratic message can be like the progressive message can be taken anywhere. It's just a matter of investing time and money. But that's that's another. Well, okay, well, okay. Well, let's let's talk about it now then. Since we're, so, what what's your assessment of the of the Don Allen campaign? The mm-hmm. the, the area, the electorate, the what what did you hear? What did, what was your feeling going into it? Mm-hmm. And then once you saw sort of the result, and it was you know it was a look. He fought. I have he has nothing to be ashamed of. But, uh, yeah. he, got, but he got handily beat. Yeah, yeah. He he lost in a landslide. Yeah. There's so, no there's no doubt about that. So what's your what's your take on it? My my take is, um. Well, look. There's there isn't a lot of investment in Sussex County. On the from the the Democratic Party, and like that makes a certain amount of sense. Newcastle is especially above the canal is like the bread and butter of the Democratic Party. It's where almost all the people are. Um, those people, like a lot of the white people down there, they're all like big Trump supporters. Uh, not all of them, but like a lot of them. Uh, they're, you know, working class people. They're, you know, they're just, most of them like are just trying to, you know, make a living, trying to get by. Uh, and they feel like the democratic party has just ignored them. Understandably so, because the democratic party kind of has, um, they're, they see the Republican party. They still have problems with the Republican party. Like I've discussed this with with a lot of them down there, but they see 
it, it's cultural issues. Things like guns and abortion, those are big things for them. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to compromise to get those voters, but they see like the promises made by the Democratic Party on financial stuff, and they just don't feel it. They don't see it. There's no investment in their infrastructure. There is no like attempt to like lift up working class people to try. The big the big problem is that we're just not communicating with them at all. They are just they feel ignored because no one is out there talking to them. Like me, I went and knocked on thousands of doors in Sussex County with Don Allen, and, you know without Don Allen and those people like a lot of them they were the like the I was the first person to ever knock on their door in order to in order to like try and convince them to vote for a politician it's never happened to them before and it's just not something they're used to and I think that's unfortunate I think we should we should, as a movement, and you know, the Democratic Party should be investing more time and money in those places, trying to communicate with those people, trying to push our message, our agenda, trying to say, "Hey, we're here to help you." What were you hearing out there? I mean, what kind <clears throat> of response were you were, were you getting? I just, I guess, my it's going to boil down to I, I understand that uh, not a lot of focus, not a lot of resources, mm -hmm. not a lot of time is spent sort of thinking about that, mm -hmm. but were you getting responses or did you have interactions that would lead you to believe that resources and time and money would, people would get into that? Because I, I almost sometimes think that the the way that the divide is now, mm -hmm. whether it's they're, they're not going to trust you or they're just sort of, they've, they've gotten comfort in sort of a cultish sort of situation, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, is that... Did you, you, you? I mean, I, I the the answer must be yes because you're still optimistic, <laughs> right? Like, what what specifically would lead you to be optimistic that more attention paid mm -hmm. is going to pay dividends with some with some of these cohorts that are there? Well, I want, I'm not going to use bad language about <laughs> Sussex County, right? People told me we're never going to win votes in Sussex County if I keep calling them rubes. So uh, well, I mean. There are rubes down there. There are, frankly, rubes up here, too. So that, That's very true. And I said it the last time. I'll say it again. You know, I'm, I, my, 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 my wife's got people in Sussex County, and mm -hmm. I love it down there, and I mm -hmm. love the people. But there are some, there are some fucking bumpkins down there <laughs> that I don't know that, if they can be taught. I said that before. I'll say it again. I don't know if some, people, some of you people can be taught. Thank goodness that Josh thinks that you can be taught. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not just about being taught. It's about, like, listening to them. I think that's the, the big thing. Um, so what did they say? What, what, where, where could a shift happen? And they were like, oh, you, you got me. I see what you're saying. Well, uh, that kind of thing. Well, like you were saying earlier, it's not just about like one election cycle. Um, they, there are a lot of people I talked to who were like, when they talked to Don Allen or even me, like when I was, I'm not nearly as good a messenger as Don is, but when I went to them and I told them about, the things that Don was like fighting for, things like uh, clean water, uh, protecting you know working class and middle class interests, um, raising wages, things like that. Uh, they they were interested, and there were a bunch of people like there were a bunch of people who 
stated that they were Trump supporters and were more than willing to. But when we started talking about like the issues, that's when they were more than happy to like, you know, con- at least consider voting for Don Allen. Now, maybe they in the end didn't. I mean, looking at the numbers, it's pretty clear that a lot of them just decided to vote for the other guy. Um, but I, I think the, 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 the message we received on the doors is that the, the progressive message, the democratic message is it's not out. They, they're willing to listen to it. It's just, there are these cultural issues. And a lot of times when I talked to people and they like just rejected me outright, it was about things like the, the caravan or Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, Fox News has fucked this country up big time. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm a big class politics guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a secret. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big, you know, you know, Richard Wolf, David Harvey, mm-hmm. you know, Reverend Barber. I just heard uh, Reverend Barber give a speech in Mississippi because they're trying to run some, you know, some daughter of the Confederacy. <laughs> and, you know, and he can make a speech. And at the end, he'll say, no, I didn't mention white or black. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention Republican or Democrat. I didn't. I just mentioned poor and working people. Mm-hmm. Like, is do you think that somebody like this is is on your side? You should vote. So I, you know, p- people are making that point, and I'm a huge believer in it. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe. It's hard for me to f- to figure out how some of the working class, or I mean, let's be honest, some of them are upper or are, are more affluent than you think. No, oh, yeah, definitely. And and they're just like, no, the caravan, you know, MS13 is coming to kill us. Yeah. And if you're that far gone, if you think MS13 is coming to kill you, you're you're pretty far gone. Um. Well, I'm not like I might be. I'm just, and I and I, and I mentioned that only because I'm sure that knocking doors in, in Milford mm-hmm. for a, for a state rep, you know, that means that would have no. This issue means well, maybe not because I I think it's funny because some of those uh, like chicken processing plants and farming. I'm sure there is a, a fairly decent amount of of uh, immigrants undocumented or, or documented. Oh, totally. Yeah. But but if if they're if, if they think that's an issue that they're going to yell at somebody that knocked on their door for this office, mm-hmm. things their perspective on things is something that I don't understand how to combat. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not even saying necessarily that I'm right. I could be like completely, I could be like completely wrong. Yeah. There's, there could they could be far too far gone. I'm more than willing to like say that. Um, and there, there are definitely going to be some people who are just like never going to vote for a Democrat ever in their lives. It's just not going to happen. It, it, they just go into that voting booth. They see the D. They see the R. And they just click down the line on the R. And to be fair, uh, I'm never voting for a Republican again either. So, I mean, I can't be too critical. But Yeah, no, I, I guess you're right. Because, you know, we talk about voting strategically and voting for... Mm-hmm. But I would vote. I would vote not for the Democrat in certain situations. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have done. I and mean, we don't have that. We don't really have that. We have that option here a little bit, but not like like New York has working families. New York has mm-hmm. other other lines that you could vote that actually would make some sort of difference, even if you know. Right. You know, it's not like actually New York had a great 
Canada. Unfortunately, the Green Party's trash. But, I mean, it is trash. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. So, But I understand why somebody would vote for the guy who ran, because he was a pretty progressive guy on, in the Green Party for New York for governor. So I can understand why I would vote for somebody other than the Democrat. Oh, in totally. fact, I would be happy to, but I would never vote for a Republican. You're right. There, there are definitely going to be people who are just unreachable. But we, there is, I think there are, are more people who just don't vote at all, who don't come out because they just feel ignored. I think those are the people that we can talk to, that we can get out to the polls. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen any of the data yet. And once I, once the data for the 2018 election does come out, I'm going to do like a big autopsy on what, what happened in the 36th RD. Um, and I'm going to see like who voted. I don't know if they put the race of the people who voted in there or not, but I'm going to look through all that and like, see like what happened. And I think it's just that a lot of like maybe black people, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, Spanish speaking people just didn't come out to vote because, you know, it's Sussex County. No one pays attention to them. That's that's the big thing in all of Sussex County is there's a huge black population in Seaford that's made up of a lot of uh, Haitians. Yeah. Didn't know that existed. Yeah, uh, I actually I didn't know that. I mean, Georgetown is like at least 50% Hispanic. And just they don't come out to vote because no one talks to them. That's a fair point. I think like we're going to have like – a lot of those people down there might be too far gone. Uh, I think it's incumbent upon progressives to start investing there anyway, because in the next uh, in the next redistricting in 2022, they're probably going to get another uh, representative district down there, and they're probably going to get at least part of a Senate district. Now, I mean, is that the feeling that everybody has, that that's going to happen? It's just, there's, yeah, it, there's so much growth down there, especially along the beaches, and like, beyond now beyond the beaches, there's so much development there that I don't think there is any other choice. I think they're going to probably pluck one of the uh, RDs out of Wilmington and just toss it down to Sussex County. Now where it where it goes is yeah I guess my only my only thought about that is that the story about that I hear anyway and again mm -hmm. I don't this is something I'm not into sort of more inside baseball for mm -hmm. me but I'm interested in it the story that I hear about those areas in Sussex that are growing mm -hmm. are either at the shore at the beach mm -hmm. or in communities that have sort of retiree communities I have a very actually a very good friend of mine whose mm -hmm. parents just moved from the Midwest um, to be closer here because he's he's here he works for DuPont mm -hmm. and they're retired so they moved to, to uh, Millsboro I think mm -hmm. uh, but they're not they're sort of centrist people mm -hmm. um, now I don't really know exactly what their politics are but my my impression was that the way people at least look at those communities and look at that growth they don't think it's Republican growth I, it's oh man no they're, those people they might have been Republican in like New Jersey or New York uh, or Pennsylvania, but they come down to Sussex where it's like, you know, it's all about abortions and guns uh, and there's like tons of Confederate, Confederate flags everywhere. And suddenly they're like, well, maybe we're willing to vote for, you know, a Democrat.
Yeah. So I, you know, I, I hope that that the redistricting move, if it if it happens the way that you describe, mm-hmm. isn't a necess- isn't necessarily, um, you know, isn't necessarily a step in the wrong direction. Well, um, I feel like that's like a democrat demographics is destiny uh, argument, and it's not necessarily wrong. I just think like, right. if you're not willing to invest the time and effort to get those people out to vote and to put like really good candidates in front of those people like those demographics aren't going to do anything that's the big thing like the democrats keep thinking like ah you know the country is getting a lot browner a lot more you know younger uh but there's no but they just like sit back and like hope that they vote for a democrat and that that's how we lose Florida and that's how you know Texas doesn't go blue even though it it is a minority majority uh, state there's just like there's no investment there there's no willingness to talk to a lot of those people now we saw in the 2018 election a bigger investment you had a good candidate in both Florida and in Texas talking to those people um, and it almost worked. It, Beto O'Rourke only came like what three points away from taking the Senate. Yeah, it was tight. It was tight. Uh, Gillum, they it was nearly a there. It came to a uh, recount. I mean, he lost. And I was really expecting him to win, but he would have been. You know, the he came to like the closest of any governor since uh since uh, Jeb Bush won in. Like what, ninety six? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I will say that I, you know, I, I, <clears throat> from a local perspective, and and in the house, and the house is even breaking. You know, over time, it's it's really broken left. Mm-hmm. But the biggest, my biggest disappointment, and I guess it's not even because I think she was super. I think she's great. I think Stacey Abrams is great. Mm-hmm. But that's a that, that was. People don't want me to say it was stolen. They don't want to use the word stolen. Oh, it was totally stolen. But the voter suppression in there, that's apartheid. Brian Kemp's an apartheid governor. I'd say, and I said this, uh, if, if that election would have happened in the, the country of Georgia, mm-hmm. the UN would be all over Tbilisi trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's gross. Brian Kemp is the governor of a fucking apartheid state. Uh, yeah, the idea that a partisan official who is running an election gets to determine the 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 size and shape of an electorate is like fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like that the fact that that's not illegal, that that's straight up banana republic bullshit. Yeah, I mean the stuff that they pulled was just crazy. I mean the fact that he's running the election that he's running in. Yeah. And then the laundry list of I mean they might as well have had a fucking poll tax oh. or a literacy <laughs> test. Yeah. They were checking people's fucking handwriting. I mean, what fucking century are we in? And we said it before: Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. We made it. You you wouldn't have expected uh, even those to be close. And then you look at other national things in the house and what's happened locally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was a, it was a pretty good success. I'm not I'm not too bummed out about it. I mean, but. it's. I mean, I <laughs> I was really. Th- Florida, the loss in Florida was like a really big bummer because you saw all the polls and it was like, ah. This could happen. Th- yeah, yeah, Gillum is going to win. Nelson is going to pull it out. 
Uh, and then then it just didn't. And then I mean, I, I tell you, I mean, uh, people get into that polling stuff, <laughs> and I can't. Uh, do you read? Do you read Matt Taibbi? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, he's been doing a thing where he's he's been put he put his last book out, and he's doing the same with this book mm-hmm. out on uh, on Substack. It's mm-hmm. on just online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- so this book is called The Fairway, and it's basically a it's a reprieve of the it's the 30th anniversary of the Chomsky book manufacturing consent mm-hmm. who Chomsky wrote with a guy from Penn whose name escapes me I can't think of it um, and it, are you familiar with the book it's uh, ba- basically how the uh, uh, I mean like vaguely I haven't like read it but okay so uh, it's it's basically about how what's in the New York and you know for Chomsky back 30 years ago it was basically like New York Times Time Magazine mm-hmm. Network TV sort of that This now it's different you know because we the internet and different sources but mm-hmm. it's basically like you can only argue in this lane. Mm-hmm. The press sets the lane for you to argue in, and so you can't get out of it. And he uses a lot of examples, but they're they're uh, they've aged now because nobody remembers East Timor. Uh, <laughs> but it's actually look it up; it was pretty fucking horrible. Mm. But uh, so Taibbi's book is called The Fairway, and it's the same thing. It's mm. a reprieve of this, and and the new uh, chapter is actually free online. So I I suggest everybody go read it. Because it's about polls, and it's called something averageness, but it's about the quote-unquote electability. And he talks about himself, the, 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 the races that he's covered, and the things that these candidates have done. And this idea that polls show, or polls say, that's in the quotes too, polls say X, Y, Z. And you know, they ask somebody, well, who do you think could beat this other person? Mm-hmm. Like, who they think could beat, there couldn't be more, anything more irrelevant, really, but people buy into that stuff. It was funny. We were just talking about polls and, and Gillum. I, I don't know. I, th- I wish, I guess it's hard when people are so tied to these things. So they want news about them mm-hmm. and they want to hear news. I think the, the I think polling works against this, the, the democratic process because it gives people an idea of what they should do without really thinking what they should do. Right. I think people don't understand what like a poll is it's just a snapshot of the what the how the electorate feels in a given moment and people tend to like look at it like it's this vital important handed down from god like information when it's just like well you know it's just a snapshot and it's not like a wholly accurate snapshot because there's always like a a percentage or two going either way and people tend to vote when they see like ah the polls are on our side i don't have to vote or like the polls are going like we're like really down in in the polls so we can't we're not going to win so might as well not vote there's definitely like there's not enough context around polls there's not like enough information given by the 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 media i think to be like, hey, this is just a snapshot. It's not necessarily like an accurate snapshot because, you know, you go to 538, there's like a billion different polls and they're all saying different things. So it's, you know, just saying this is like holy, like this is absolute truth is rather than like. Yeah, it's just a way, again, it's it's a manufactured way of people thinking about how they're going to vote 
you know, he uses, and again, I don't want to get too much into it. I, everybody should read it. It's free now. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever. The Tybee Substack, the book's called The Fairway, whatever the new, and this is, so we're recording this at the, right after Thanksgiving, so it's like chapter eight. Uh, but yeah, it's just this idea that that's supposed to uh, inform your, what's it supposed to do? I mean, it certainly it, should, it shouldn't inform your vote. No. It shouldn't really inform anything. So I don't understand the value of it. I mean, I mean, I could understand the value of it for a particular campaign, right? Perhaps, but I, so maybe a campaign would want to know certain polling information to strategize. But I, but as a regular voter or follower of politics, I I'm not sure what it's. A, I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with that information. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's not. This is the problem with like 24 hour news, like this constant feed of information it's just like we crave it now and a lot of it is mostly like meaningless yeah. it, i mean like you're right like a poll six months out from the election doesn't mean anything a poll maybe like a week out might mean something but is it like something like i should keep in the back of my head is he as a voter or even as yeah well what, like, would, it, what would it mean to you as a voter knowing a week ahead of time or a day ahead of time the poll is uh you know Whatever it is, seventy thirty. Like, am I not going to vote because it's if I'm going to vote, I'm going to vote for who I think best. Uh, not not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but who who best reflects my interests. Right. Like, so what? I don't fucking care what my neighbor is going to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, 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 I shit I, about that. Uh, yeah, no, I I I get you. Uh, I mean, this is why I don't I don't pay attention to federal or national politics anymore yeah. as much. Like yeah. now, I'm mostly like almost entirely local politics because one it's much easier for me i can just like i have literally like four or five state senators phone numbers in my not to brag that does sound like a <laughs> bit of a brag but it's, you can brag here too That's i mean like it's a little bit of a brag i mean i'm not gonna <laughs> lie uh but like i there's a bunch of people i can just call up right now uh who are in l- the legislature um and just make it it's just like I, there's I feel like my contribution as somebody who goes out, knocks doors, uh, and just works, you know, even tangentially in politics is like, there's, there's stuff I can do. I can affect the outcome. Yeah. No, I'm with you. That's basically. Okay. So I want to get into this. This is a good story. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't even know if it's going to be a good story. We'll have to see. So am I telling the story or are you telling? You're going to tell the story, but I got to tell you what story to tell. Okay. Fair enough. So every time your name comes up and I'm there, mm-hmm. and actually I've brought this up. I brought this up once to a group and you weren't there, but I've brought it up with like Drew Series and just different people from Network Delaware and Delaware United. So I don't think it's the first time we met, but it was definitely the first time that you were at my house. Oh, definitely. I yeah, think so. It was the Carrie Harris, yeah, like first meet and greet. This the, was a the, year the, before. Like, the, the introduction to Carrie Harris. Yeah, yeah. So, so Drew came to me, and we were sort of like, we had been talking for about a, maybe a month or two about primary and carpool. Mm-hmm. And he was going through, just talking to people, doing you know, Drew series shit. shit right. He does, <laughs> yes. Whatever you call that. <laughs> you know, this important shit he does, nobody understands. <laughs> um, and so finally we landed on somebody, and, and we talked, and he said, like, what I'd like to do is, if you don't mind... Uh, I'm going to invite a diverse sort of group of people mm-hmm. uh, to your house, and we're going to find out sort of how this is going to go. Right. So big group of people come. 
uh, we all mingle. And it was great because there was like uh, our, the other guy from Delaware Liberal was there, Jason Scott. Mm-hmm. I was, oh, was there. He? Tom Noyes was there. Yeah. Oh. So there was like older guys like me, like mm-hmm. dummies. And then but there's a lot of young people, yeah. a lot, very diverse crowd. I was great. And it was it was very crowded. There was probably three dozen people there, maybe, maybe you know, approaching 50. There was a lot of people. That's not cool. yeah, it was packed. Um, so Carrie, Carrie speaks. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I will tell this part of the story. I was in the kitchen, and I heard you ask a question. And, he's, and I, I think it was you, so you had to mm. confirm whether it was you. You said, if you were elected, what committees would you want to be on? That was not my question. That was not your question? I don't think that – it might have – no, no, no. I think that was Kobe Owens who said that because that's always a big Oh, you know thing what? I'm him. telling Kobe Owens. Now, I'm glad you told me that. Yeah. I'm glad you – Kobe – you're gonna be in this. You're you're gonna be in the hot seat. Now. <laughs> you're gonna be in the fucking hot seat. Uh, so anyway, so she gives her thing, and everybody walks out. So now, uh, Drew, I guess, or she she leaves for twenty minutes to go down to the bar or whatever, and we're all gonna talk about have like a focus group or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And so we get into like a heated sort of discussion about who's gonna run, mm-hmm. right? And you said, well. I'm looking for somebody more with like a name recognition, and you said you said Sean Barney. You said Sean Barney, and I and I, 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 I did not say Sean Barney. I I said you Sean Lynn. Sean Lynn. Who you no, said? Who did you no, say? No, no, I did say Sean. I did say Sean Lynn. I okay, Sean Lynn. I know it was Sean. Lynn. I couldn't remember. See, this is why you have to tell the story. I'm I'm running this by you. Well, you so, were uh, to be fair, you were pretty drunk at the time. I'm pretty drunk right now. I mean, yes, true. But no, no, I, no, no. This is good. See, I didn't. I wasn't offended at all, so I, I kind of needled you about mm-hmm. it. So I needled you a little mm-hmm. bit, and you were like, oh, man. And I'm like, no, I mean it. Like, what? Are, why isn't – if that's the case, why isn't he Why isn't he here? Why isn't he doing – or something. And then the, the other people started talking. And then we had this conversation in the in the, in the the kitchen. Well, and everybody, wait. everybody thinks we're so, – no, go ahead. No, you, now you, yeah, you, well, you, you fill in the blanks. You to fill be in clear, blanks. Drew Series – kicked us out of the room because we were going back and forth. Is that what happened? Yeah. We were going back and forth and it was like okay. sucking up a huge amount of time. And he was just like, can you guys take it in the back? And I was like, I do not want to do that. Uh, and you were very insistent. You were. Yeah, no, I definitely wasn't. I remember that part. And I was just like, I just want this to be done. I am tired. I am in a crowd of people. Uh, I have, you know, a bit of social anxiety. Um it was a little draining for me. Right. And you were just like, and also like, once again, you were drunk and talking to a drunk guy about politics. It's just like, I made a lot of good points though, even though I was drunk. Sure. Sure. You did. You did actually make a fairly, fair, fairly good argument, but eventually we went into the back. Uh, I don't even know where that discussion went. Yeah. No, the, the only, the only thing was we went to the kitchen and I, I, I remember saying something like, mm-hmm. like, no, I'm re- I was really interested in like, I looked at that whole campaign mm-hmm. f- trying to f- think about somebody who would actually do what Carrie did. It worked out just fine for me. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that somebody like that, I didn't think there was anybody we knew in politics at the time that could do what needed to be done. And so I was wondering sort of, you thought that there would be, and I was wondering how, why you thought that. That maybe we somehow had a different. I think like, I, I had I had no 
we I wanted somebody completely different who was going to fight and 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 I thought that he would be a little or someone like him I should say mm -hmm. would be a little like ha have like a politician thing in mind mm -hmm. like not wanting to so rock right. to, at the time and this right, was at the right. time now, and again I I got a lot of information after this that right. actually to be clear did. did, did to be clear, I was right about Sean Lynn. Sean Lynn is a baller. Oh, oh, oh first of all, so I'll, I'll skip to the very, very end. You weren't there, mm. so we had a we had a, a, a barbecue uh, after the campaign, and I introduced Carrie when she spoke at, at our house again. It was, mm -hmm. it was just for people on the campaign, and I did say that you, I I, I gave Sean props because I remember he was the first one to endorse her. Right. And I thought that that took a lot of fucking balls to do yeah. at that time. And so he, and, and then subsequently I had learned other things about him that I think I told you, like I, I had met him, I had only met him one time very, very briefly. Mm -hmm. And so I, I actually didn't know that much about him. Mm -hmm. And I did was sort of, did want to get some more information. The reason it's funny is because I want to get your reflection upon it because every time your name comes up <laughs> in my presence, people are like, Oh, remember that time? Remember what happened? <laughs> like, and I'm like, I don't. I was like, I actually don't think it matters anymore. They're like, oh, remember you guys had to go in the kitchen? So I, everybody, every, everybody brings it up, and it's just so funny. No, no. Every, whenever I talk to anybody, and they see like, and you and I, like, either like, it, it's either the 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 meet and greet or like we interact on the blog. Yeah, they yeah. totally get. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, remember that time you <laughs> I know. you and Rob went into the, out into the backyard and got into like a huge fist fight. It's like kind of like I it's know. become this own like its own little meme. It's just like I forget snowball. who said it to me last time. I don't know if it was somebody from Delray uh, United or if it was Drew actually. But we were talking about something. It's like, oh yeah, you and you and Josh. I guess you guys like each other now. <laughs> and I'm like. We always did. I mean, like <laughs> everybody brings it up, and it's it just I don't know. The story somehow has some sort of it, it's legs, and it just yeah, makes me laugh. It's grown in the telling in a way that I find like it was just like you and I had a little tiff, and we just got kicked out, and we like had a very pleasant discussion afterwards. Yeah, but it has grown into this like huge brawl oh, between it. you and me. I know every time every time your name comes up. If somebody says somebody alludes to it or comes right out and says <laughs> it, and I just find it very funny. The other thing I found funny was you guys. I don't know if you were waiting for a ride. You're you were you were with Soren, I think. I don't know. There was a group of people waiting for a ride. Yeah. And so I just was going to stand outside with you, and I'm talking to to Soren, I think, smoking a joint, and you turned and you were like. You're gonna smoke that right here, and I went. I mean, this is where I live. I mean, and I and you were like, really? And I think you were still uh, still pissed off about the about the. Thing. Oh, I, I was, was definitely so, pissed off. It was it was the perfect end to just a funny a funny situation. I mean, to be clear, I was still like, pot was decriminalized by then, right? That's my re recollection. That was like a year. Yeah, so it was like decriminalized a couple of years ago. So I was still. Like the last time I had smoked, it was still illegal. I was smoking with like a bunch of, you know, poor, you know, black kids who were actually had like legit reasons to be par paranoid. I agreed. Um, and that's like my cultural introduction to weed. Okay. And that's basically the milieu I was like yeah, living yeah, in yeah, for yeah. a while. Yeah.
what what you may what you you may have figured out by now is that I'm a, I have a certain kind of personality. Oh no, like I I'm totally a certain kind that out. of person. I figured that out in like the first five minutes. Yeah, so so I just figured like ah that sh- my shtick didn't go over with him that great. But like I wasn't mad. Like it didn't. It, I didn't think you were lame or anything. Okay. I just thought like. Dude, I'm, a, I'm an affluent white person in front, of my, <laughs> in front of my home. I can do whatever the fuck uh, I want. Yes, that, that in retrospect. <laughs> but when, but like, when you put it in the way that you put it about like thinking about it the other way, mm-hmm. yeah, I can completely understand why that I mean, be. to be fair, like I am – I'm not an affluent white person, but I'm like a white person, so I just like – They can't tell. If you, you know, just sometimes they, the cops can't tell. As long as you're white, you're usually all right. Yeah, I mean that's the – great misfortune of our society at the moment but yeah i mean yeah i mean of course it, like in retrospect i'm like god that was like why did i say that why did it so I don't know. the whole the whole night it's like again because of that interaction that we had it became like something everybody remembers right i just find it very fun i think like beyond like carrie getting introduced and it was not like i love carrie she's great it was not a great introduction for her she was i mean she like she had never done anything like that before, so Correct. I'm, not, I'm not. She eventually became like this, like master at like public speaking, but she, she had not done it much before, and so she came off as kind of quiet and nervous, and she stumbled a lot. I think that one that colored like a lot of my uh, perception, and two, I think like that was the the without that. Our fight was basically the highlight of the night. Yeah, so. you might be right about that. And and it's funny because as I said, for a lot of that, um, for a lot of that introduction, mm-hmm. I wasn't immediately in the room. Yeah. And it's funny. This is actually it's coming back to me now because I understood, I understood what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I just again, and this goes back to I had a I had a preconceived notion in my mind mm-hmm. about what this was going to be. And it wasn't going to be like a polished, like a politician coming in there and giving us like a stump speech. Right. Like that's actually what I did not want. If mm-hmm. Drew would have brought me someone and came in there and did that, I, I would have I would fucking kicked. Well, he wouldn't have because he knows me better than that. Right. So I guess that was where my mind went. It's like, so the exact kind of person I know that, first of all, I know that they won't do this. Right. They don't have the fucking guts to do it. And, and if you and if you think I'm talking about you, I am talking about you. Uh, so I kind of expected, I kind of expected that, mm-hmm. like a newcomer to just be excited and want to get started, and this is what we're going to do. But but again, and I have to say, and I, admittedly, I was not in, I was not immediately in the room, so I don't know how it came off. Right. Um, I think like you're going to have to tell me. I think your perspective about the race was like. You just wanted somebody to go in, speak truth to power, not necessarily win, but like speak the issues, you know, force, you know, you know, Carper to to at least like acknowledge that progressive like he at least acknowledge that he is like a he Democrat. Spent, he spent uh, three and a half million dollars. Yeah. In the primary. Yeah. Yeah. It's unprecedented. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think if from that perspective, I think you are right. I think where I was coming from was like, how do we beat Carper? Yeah, I guess I knew that we weren't going to do that to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, uh, I think if you had the right candidate, like going back to that night, I think if you had the right candidate and you had started like the next day, like right after that, like we could have, I think, 
not necessarily won, but we could have come like a lot closer. Look, I love, I, you know, and I don't want to even sound like sort of like uh, downplay what Kerry did. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I actually don't see. Here's the thing. I don't think anybody can. I, I don't. There's nobody in my mind that could have de- that that we know, like a politician or somebody who's mm-hmm. in the game that we know that could have delivered that message. I mean, you might be right. Um, I think like you in the end turned out to be right that like having somebody just come in and barnstorm. Yeah, basically just like come in and like speak, you know, this progressive yeah. truth. Like yeah. like hey, Carper, you're a Democrat, remember? Like they were supposed to represent, you know, the people. Like we were supposed to at least have a somewhat center left view if not a outright leftist view. Um, and, like, after that, like, there was a lot a lot of people who have, like, come to me and talked to me about, like, ah, this kind of, like, changes the, the, the landscape a little bit. Not, like, completely, but it's, like, that there was, like, a shot across the bow and in, you know, it didn't work out in 2018, but maybe it might work out in 2018. 2020 or 2024. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes to what you were saying about, you know, building some sort of apparatus in Sussex County. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so Don Allen got his ass kicked this time. Mm-hmm. Who cares? That's fine. I mean, I, like, we cared in the moment. Well, I mean, was, you know what I, I... Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I get what you're I, saying. You also no. know I cared in the moment, Right, too. yeah. Uh, but but I, what I mean is, that's part of a bigger picture. And you have to accept that that's that was sort of the role. He, I don't think he could have done much better than that. Mm-mm, no, I don't. I don't think so either. That's, I mean, so I guess that, I guess that's what I mean. Yeah, like you have to look at it like you 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 put a marker down. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're not. This is we're going to fight for this seat every time it comes up, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it like this. Mm-hmm. And we're we're going to try to make inroads, and we're going to try to learn from what we did, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Same, almost like the same thing. Not that it's not that you're not going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. I certainly, I'll tell you, I I uh, the, the two campaigns that I was sort of like, it's hard to even say that I worked with them. I mean, I I guess I did. Drew would say that I did, but like the ones you were adjacent to. Yeah, with 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 Eugene and and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, those losses. The Eugene one still kind of sticks in my fucking crawl. That r- really hurts when you come that close to winning and you just like. Especially, you know, that there was. It's the same thing. I mean, there was there was forces, uh, there, all these different forces sort of playing against each other. Right. And anything could have happened. And to know that you, you actually did set it up as Przicki and, and, and Young mm-hmm. and, it, and to come that close, that's still, that one. That was rough. Yeah, that is, that is it's that was rough. We we had one of those this year. Uh, Guillermina Gonzalez lost by I think like a hundred and forty votes. It's funny. I just got a letter from her, and it was a nice it was a nice letter and mm-hmm. a, little, a little like holiday wishes because she's going to go travel. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, it was it was a hundred something. It was in the letter, 110, 140. Yeah, it was less than one hundred fifty. And when you come that close, it's like that. I mean, when Don Allen lost, but it was by a landslide. But yeah. at least like. Okay, like we could never have won then. We, we, no matter what we could have done, Don was probably going to lose no matter what. But when you lose by that much, by co- you come that close, you're just like, oh, 
literally everything could have like anything could have changed the outcome. Yeah, could I have done this or that? Like I don't I it, it's it's easier to think that for yeah. sure. Yeah, like I could have sure. like I could have spent like more hours knocking doors or talking to people or I could have donated like you know slightly more money and maybe it would have changed the outcome and that's that's the tragedy of close election. Um so that that hurts you too but I but I still think even even mm. with that because of the work that's been done over the last two years right. and the work that will be done in the next three and a half, that, that Carney could go down. I, I think you are right. I think Carper was – he was like a powerhouse. He has all this money. He has all these friends. He has this huge network. He basically bankrolls the entire Democratic Party in Delaware. Um, he is like a huge powerhouse, and Kerry came in and took – Probably like the biggest chunk out of his vote count in his, I don't know, his entire career. But I'm sure he took, she took the biggest chunk out of his checkbook in his entire career. Yeah, probably. I mean, like he has a habit of like spending his, like when he had a, uh, he had a primary challenger like six years ago and that guy got like 10% of the vote, but Carper still spent like millions of dollars like advertising all over the place. Carper, like, understands what it is to, like, run a campaign and to, like, not to sit on his laurels, which I will, I mean, like, I'm not a huge Carper fan, but I'll give it to them. I mean, there, there are certainly things, and, and I've talked to people on the campaign who, they, certainly things could have been done differently. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, the result, maybe you would have gotten a, you know, made it, made it closer or something. But, I, I mean, I don't see, from my standpoint, how much more they could have done. Um, I think, I think there's like more that could have been done. Um, I think if they had started like the day after that meet and greet, if they had just like, like rather than Carrie being like, well, am I going to do it? And then waiting, you know, six months and then deciding to do it. I think if we had the kickoff, had the kickoff in like September, maybe we wouldn't have won, but we would have come like much closer. And I that's think the one that's actually the. That's the the one crit and, criticism that I that I hear from people, mm -hmm. and actually from people who are criticizing not the camp, criticizing themselves. Uh, and I think that that's probably right. I mean, because there was a lag there that like it didn't occur to me because you know when it really hit home mm -hmm. because Laura Sturgeon won, Laura, and yeah. Laura Sturgeon announced. nine months before that or something. Oh like, wait, like yeah, like she, like I'm gonna do this. She started like. Like I said, claim to fame, first uh, campaign right, right, member. Right, 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 right. Uh, she started, like, I met her at my RD meeting, like, that, I think, that April or that March. I th it was after the the special election, the the one that got Stephanie Hansen in. I met her at our RD meeting. She was like, I'm running for, to take out Greg Lavelle. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, like. That sounds I'm, pretty good. I'm still jonesing for, like, an election right after the, like, the Stephanie Hansen election. Yeah. I'm like, I need to, I need to do something. Uh, I jump on her campaign. She, she started like that April and you're right. I believe that's Greg Lavelle, super entrenched Republican. Uh, and if it had, if we had started like later, I think if we had just decided to start in like 2018, if we had decided like January, I think Laura would have lost. I think it was like the starting early, and I think you're right. That's 
the that's the thing that we need to do if we're going to take on Carney is we need to start like early. Carney is much more vulnerable than Carper ever was. Like he has made no friends in the the legislature. He has made like he is like no natural constituency that I can think of. And you get like somebody like young and charismatic who can like you know may, maybe not carry i mean maybe carry i mean i'm not gonna write her off i don't want to write her off i'm assuming she is gonna hold off but i i don't know you know i i don't know yeah it's funny that you say that because i i uh i spoke with her i was i actually i protested with her mm-hmm. uh, during the kavanaugh hearings mm-hmm. uh, and then i spoke with her on the phone once or twice in the last month but i don't know i, I mean she's 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 gonna come in here and we're gonna we're gonna have a chat mm-hmm. um, and record some some stuff, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's gonna have to say about it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I frankly don't know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. This this field is kind of like wide open. Carney's gonna get a challenger, like no matter what. Yeah, like, I mean I I he's I'm, I feel he, pretty he is pissed about off so many people that it is just inevitable. The question now is whether it is a strong primary challenge or just like some you know weirdo who decide like just to throw their you know hat in the well and again i think this goes down to like there's a and it comes back around to sort of the the solidarity with all of these groups Mm -hmm. there are people in place now who are who can sort of who have an organization in place who can do this right like there's not going to be anybody to challenge carney from the left that's going to have any credibility at all mm-hmm. unless you and the, and the Delaware United people and mm-hmm. Drew and the Network Delaware people mm-hmm. are basically either supporting them or running their campaign. Right. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's without the organ. The, the great thing about Kerry's campaign and, you know, 2018 in general is that there's just like there was so much excitement and a lot of people came out like a lot of people who had never done any kind of you know political you know stuff at all had come out and they were suddenly engaged and you see that like everywhere it's like up here down in sussex there are people who down there who were excited didn't work out as well as i was hoping down there but like it's still like that if we can just like connect everybody and we can just like we have somebody who is willing to you know speak the progressive message you know is willing to take on to challenge carney and like like i said carney is pissed off enough people that he's gonna essentially stand alone unlike carper who is you know well entrenched like carney is like just with the last veto the the two bills that he vetoed the tax bills it's like why would you do that? Why would you piss off your own, you know, you know, the, your own party in the General Assembly? It's just like, like insane. So I think you get somebody who like it's really exciting, who can, you know, excite those people who came out in 2018 for 2020. And there's going to be a huge turnout. There's a huge turnout in 2018. I think there's going to be an even bigger ter- turnout in 2020. At least maybe at the primary level, maybe probably at the general level. And I think it's just like you're right, there's no there's no Scott Walker who is gonna come in, just knock him out, and then we're gonna lose to like Ken Simpler. I don't yeah, that's no, not gonna no, happen. There's there's no 
Yeah, because he's going to he I just don't see him being knocked out in a primary against a, you know, a, uh, you know, a dumb fuck. Yeah. Like you're going to need you're going to need a, a real leftist candidate who right. has the organization of us. It's just I I that's the the good thing about it is that that that's going to it's going to weed that out. Right. I think I don't think that there's any appetite for that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I, there's a I, I don't even want to say a few of the names because I know they're a little bit far fetched, or at least from what I understand from mm. conversations I've had with them. But you know, people emerge. You know, nobody knew who Carrie was. Nobody mm-hmm. knew really any really. Well, you know, uh, the reason people knew Laura Sturgeon is because she decided very early that she was going to do it, and so her name was always there, even before like real campaigning started. Right. She was there. Right. She's like, I'm doing this. She was out knocking doors. She was getting money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, like, it was a real grassroots campaign. She built up a really big, you know, organization around her. She started out with nothing, and but she got people like me, people who are, like, politically engaged to to pay attention to her. And, like, I, like, I helped bring in, like, other claim to fame. I, I brought in a lot of her team. Uh, Boom! Hear that, everybody. Joshua W. He's a rainmaker. <laughs> it makes it rain. I brought in a lot of her initial team. A lot of them had to leave for various reasons, uh, but she did eventually have a, a very really good team that she surrounded herself with. Yeah. Uh, and and then like from that, the seed of just like going out and knocking on doors that got a lot of people excited. There were a lot of people who were still pissed off from the general election in 2016. A lot of women. Uh, who were just like, fuck that dude in the White House. I'm going to, you know, hop onto some of these organizations like Indivisible, uh, you know, these women's marches group. Um, and they just like came out and that's how like she built up a big steam engine of just like this grassroots organization. And I think that's how you do it. Go and beat Carney. I think you do that and... That's even even if you don't beat Carney, even if you just like come close, like we didn't come close to beating Carper, and so Carper is able to like ignore us. But you come close to beating Carney, the governor, and suddenly like people have to stand up and start paying attention to progressives. Yeah, and plus it it really sets up. You know that'll be his last term, and it really puts a progressive on a track to be a. You know, again, we're talking about it again. It doesn't necessarily, the movement doesn't necessarily work on election cycles. We just sort of, they're like the milestones. Right. But, I mean, like, even if, like, Carney doesn't move, but if we, like, like, let's say we, like, run a candidate, they get 49, 51. Carney has to go into the governor's office and, like, for the next four years, he's term limited, so it doesn't matter what happens. But whoever comes after him, they have to go to the left in 2024, no matter what. Yeah, he does votes. Right. Like, Carney can do whatever he wants, but, like, somebody like, you know, Bethany Hall Long, she has to at least acknowledge that, you know, th- there's a, a energy on the left. Uh, I'm go- I was going to say something about Bethany Hall Long, <laughs> but I can't even, I can't bring myself to even get the motivation up to trash her. mm she just, I don't know. I mean, and again, I met her, my, my wife. Uh, She's very nice. Yeah, she knocked on our door during, the, during her last campaign. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my wife spoke to her because she, she's a public health nurse and my wife's a public health nurse. Oh, okay. Kind of hit it off. 
and she seems very nice, but like she's just I don't know. She's like a corny. There's like I, well, nothing upstairs, you know. There's yeah. anything going on. Like you're sort of like. I don't know. You know, just like another Delaware way sort of like, yeah, ro- yeah. like robot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I will say this. Like, the only reason why she won is she was in, like, a uh, a campaign with six other people. And, you know, it was, you know, that's basically how you win now in, in Delaware politics is, like, as long as there's, like, a huge primary, you can eke it out. And I mean, I, mean, I don't know what it, like, what... Bethany Hall Long's appeal is she's other than her being very nice like I've met her I've talked to her she's I'm sure a lovely person um it's just like politically it's just like yeah what, and I think what? that's the thing people don't understand too and, and we got it this that's a general conversation that I want to continue to have mm-hmm. with everybody is like I, I Carper's a nice guy he's mm-hmm. a nice enough fella I just I don't that doesn't help me any i mean like that's politically you're if your politics are trash mm-hmm. i don't really care how nice you are I, yeah that doesn't really matter to me as you know what i mean it, you're not i'm not uh, you know we're not electing you know the the you know the head of marketing yeah i know i know people think that we are and they think that that's how it works but that's why we keep getting our fucking asses kicked. I think, like, people have, like, this habit of, like, making politics much more personal than it needs to be. Like, I can disagree with Carper and still think he's a nice guy, but I'm not going to vote for him. I'm like, I'll vote for Carrie Harris because she agrees with me on the issues. It, it, like, just being, like, campaigning against somebody, being against somebody... It doesn't mean like I hate them or even the people who vote for them. I, I agree to an extent. No, I'm and I, I and obviously I agree that I don't hate them personally, but I think the the the, the rhetoric around politics has to be political rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's politics are trash in the pol- in the political realm, they should be treated like dirt. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Like like I'm like. Because I think it's a trick. It's mm. like a car. It's like almost like a carny trick. Like mm. he can shake your hand and be like, "How you doing, sir?" But it's a but it's a it's a lie. So if your politics are trash in in the in the in the in the, in the political arena, I'm going to treat you like my enemy, like like trash. Mm. And if you take offense to it personally. I don't really care. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it personally, but if you do, then then great, but that's just like I I don't know any other way to do it because then you 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 don't you don't go after people with enough vigor mm-hmm. if you're worried about hurting their feelings because they're nice. Yeah, I mean I don't know if I would go as far as you would. Oh, I don't, there's not many people who would. Yeah, I think you're out there on your own, and you know, I like it out there. More more power to you. Like we need more assholes. Like. Not maybe not more assholes, but we definitely need assholes out there who are like saying what maybe we're all thinking. But I guess I don't. I guess I I don't understand. And this is another. I guess this is a re, going to be a reoccurring theme here mm-hmm. too because I talked to Steve about this. I guess I don't understand wh- how you how, the other the way to do it. I mean, like you're like, well, you know, Tom Carpery takes a lot of money from. From big corporations, and he he voted again for the military budget, and he doesn't support Medicare for all, and he won't raise taxes on uh, rich people. But I mean, I see him at the Y every day. 
you know, fuck that guy. You know, he, he's tra- his, his, the people he serves politically mm-hmm. are going to get us all killed. And so I don't really give a fuck. Right. And, and I don't understand. And I guess my, the, the second part of it is I don't understand what benefit, what, what benefit of not being nicer than me in the political realm. I don't mm-hmm. understand what benefit it has. Um, well, I'm I, not running for anything. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. It's just like when you imagine like, you know, going to your job. And like publicly trash talking your coworkers, like literally like saying like online, like every day, like this guy, you know, he fucking sucks. Yeah, I guess because I don't work with them. I, I, yeah, I think I I think that's like we are a small state. I think that's why we get the Delaware way is because we're just like you have to be like nose to nose with these people like good constantly. And like, well, it's it's easy to say like, well, I'm going to fucking trash talk them on the blog. John Cuoco keeps getting elected. I mean, yes, that is true. But also, John Cuoco has no committee assignments. He does his bills don't get. Yeah, passed. this is but this is the Matt Albright theory. Like that's not what I'm not his, I mean, his, like his role to me. Cuoco's role to me is to be is to do exactly what he's doing. Right. Because somebody needs to do that. I guess it was sort of like you were saying about about me. Somebody needs to do that. Because if if somebody doesn't, nobody's going to. Right. And then it's it'll never get said. I'm not like I'm not like trashing Kowalko. Like no, no, some, I understand. Somebody needs to do it. It's like the problem is like if everybody does it, then suddenly like nothing gets done. I guess it depends. I mean, if every Democrat did it, pot would be legal. If every Democrat did it, maybe we could think of some way to get more money to schools instead of keeping the LLC licensing fees so fucking low. Right. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know if that's right. Oh, well. I I don't know if that's right. I mean, like, I maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe. I I just think, like, if everyone is, like, trash-talking their coworkers, like, that makes for a very, like, tough work environment. It, yeah, the, it's just a different kind of work. Like it's it, it's not. Well, it's like what what work environment does that happen in? No, what I mean is what. I mean, like I, I know you guys. I know, and, and 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 everybody goes down to Dover and they see these people scurrying around and everything. I I don't think the the nature of political work mm-hmm. is trying to get political power. To help the, your constituents and people who believe as you do, right? It's not about making sure that uh, that everybody's happy at the end of the day. No, it, and it, I couldn't. Yeah. That, and I guess that's what I mean. The nature of the work is different than going in and having all the work together on a marketing team for a bank or for a lawyer or something mm-hmm. like that. The nature of the work isn't like that. Yes, that's very very true. Uh, it's very. The, Working in the legislature, you only have one boss, and that's your constituents. Uh, and like their needs might be different from the constituents of like the neighboring uh, district. Uh, and to get like what I need, I need help from everyone else in the the office, the legislature. Not everyone else, but like enough people. If I like, I want to get pot passed. Uh, I want to get legal pot. Uh, I need to go to people and ask them to vote for my bill. And they might not agree with everything in that bill. And so you have to be willing to work together because it's not like you can say, hey, boss, 
uh, can you fucking fire this asshole so we can get, actually get things done? It's like, it's, it's the unfortunate nature of the beast is it passing legislation, getting policy enacted requires cooperation. Now, I'm not saying uh, like. See, I, I, dis, I, I think that there's too much dick sucking. And there's, there's, there's not enough. There's there's not enough. Uh, or there's there's not enough leveraging of power. There's too much fucking glad handing, and there's not enough uh, fighting. To be to be clear, like I'm not saying like the way things are done right now is like great. Right. You're right. There is way too much dick sucking. There is way too much. There is way too much like hand holding and saying like, well, don't rock the boat. Like boats should be rocked. Yes, but there is comes like we can't all be Qualcos. That was what no, I'm. No, and, and uh, that's a fair point. And and I I take the point, and it's true. Mm-hmm. There has to be. But I mean, if you look at, I, I I don't know. I I hate going back in history, but you know, most of the things that have ever been done that that mean anything mm-hmm. are, are from arm twisting. Oh yeah, totally. not from you know, not from you know, you know. There's, there's definitely tickling my asshole. There's definitely got to be more arm twisting and i think unfortunately a lot of the leadership in the legislature i think the leadership like carney the big problem with carney is he has no like what is his vision because i cannot for the life of me think of anything well, that i mean if you if he was sitting right here and you asked him i don't know i mean he would tell he would say something because he's a politician mm-hmm. but I, if you could make sense of it i would i would challenge you if you let him talk for five minutes on his vision and mm-hmm. just gave him an open thing I, I would challenge you to make any sense of it yeah make um, any sense of it. like at least with markel for all the problems i had with markel like i think you could like articulate where he was coming from on certain issues like education i didn't agree with him on education at all but like he had like a policy vision for it that i think he wanted to enact and that he was more or less successful in uh for carney it's just like it's it's like nothing but i think like you i think you and i like there the the correct view is somewhere in the middle between you and i like between like the arm twisting it can't be all arm twisting there has to yes. be like a lot of co- much more cooperation a lot of i guess i when, when push comes to shove i don't see enough arm twisting there that's definitely true like that's absolutely the case like and, I'm, and, and you made the point like i'm not saying go out there no i'm gonna do it just because it's fun for me <laughs> and i have no stake like i don't have to right. i don't need anything so, but I wouldn't go out there and trash everybody every day. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you got to put somebody in a corner and just be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, I'm gonna tr- like because you're doing. Th- I'm now tomorrow. I'm gonna trash you because you're acting like an asshole. Right. You're, 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 so tomorrow you're gonna get the business. Right. And that never happens. Well, we're coming. We're coming for you. <laughs> you know who you are, leadership, Pistol Pete, and all you. We're coming, and we're gonna make it happen. Josh, thanks for coming. Rob, thanks for having me.